Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Arrow on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Arrow on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us on Twitter at JohnWright777 and ChrisWright250. And always online at Stay on Target Podcast. Dot com. This is our final episode of the season. It's kind of sad. Like I'm kind of like really? I've got mixed feelings about like this being the end of the of the season two of Arrow. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Let's let's dive. This episode right is called in. what? Unthinkable. Unthinkable. There were unthinkable things. And there were unthinkable moments in here. Yeah. I'm trying to think about them right now, and it's not happening. I was thinking the first can't. one, the one that that fooled everybody on Twitter. Um, was uh, oh. Oliver expressing his love for Felicity? Yeah, I'm well, not gonna lie. He had I, me for a minute. I kind of, well, I believed it until we thought about it and kind of like sussed it out. Yeah, sussed it out. Well, like I remembered, and, I, I remembered all of a sudden that, uh, like, I don't even remember during the next commercial break. I remembered that the house was bugged. Yeah, the house was bugged, and I was yeah. like, Oliver knows that the house is bugged. I think right. I didn't. I didn't know for sure. Yeah, if I he remember. Knew. I remember he knew it was bugged whenever he like was walking around with Slade and his family looking at uh, the art. Ah, yes. Ah, uh, yes. And he, I think he didn't he collect a couple of them as he went. I don't went? know. Um, All I know is like I remember that it was bugged, and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna assume that Oliver knows right. that it's bugged. But up until that point, I kind of believed him, and I kind of threw up in my mouth a little. And you were kind of like really mad at the uh, at the writers <laughs> for a second there, weren't you? Because I, I was. I was like, who the I wrote well, this episode. Well, I was like, why are we backtracking on something that we spent like all season developing this good friendship, this like platonic they friendship even, they, between they them? They even explored this whole like this Felicity like Oliver. She was getting jealous and all that well, kind right. of stuff. And, and I, I buy that, uh, that she does. Like, she likes him. Right. But it's like what the part that I didn't buy was that Oliver somehow like threw away his feelings for Laurel and threw away his feelings for Sarah and like – dive like this is this is the woman this right. is the like the true love of his life <laughs> right that he like he's only been working with for a year or something like that i, I don't know it's like it just it didn't feel but it was right genius it was genius because it did trick everyone and that's what oh they wanted gosh dude and um i i uh i will like i'll just go ahead and let's just take a moment give the arrow riders props well played sirs and and ladies ladies and gentlemen uh very well played my goodness my goodness. You had me fooled. I hated you. Yeah, for, for all of like a few minutes, I was like, this is ridiculous. I don't even know. I don't even know if we should be watching this show anymore. <laughs> but uh, but no, really well done. And even at the end, uh, the whole like where Felicity admits that, hey, she was fooled. It kind of like it plays into the, the role that Felicity plays so many times where she plays like she's a stand in for the audience. Yeah. Um, and she says the things that we're thinking. Yeah. And so I, I think that was a really nice play and that was a very nice way to end this episode. And it was a very good way to explain it as well. Yeah. Because, because still, I will say like on Twitter, like still after, after everything played out and she was, you know, she was, you know, being held hostage and all this stuff, people still thought it was legit. Right. People well, still thought it was well, real. Well, like the thing is, you know, like, and the fact that we led with this and we're talking about this first is that was well, the biggest thing that happened in this episode, oh my honestly, like that was just like that felt like that was that was huge. So let's talk about for a second, like just from the, like the beginning of the episode. Okay, you know, like okay, we're coming into this and uh, things building. are going down. Yeah, we're building. We're, we've we're, got the cure. It obviously works. Yeah, and let's go. 
And that was great. It was, it seemed like we were going to start off the episode with like action because like the urgency was immediate where we had these guys come up, you know, come up the stairs and then we blew them up with a rocket, which was the introduction of, uh, of, of, of Lila to this episode. And she is a great character. I love the interplay that she has with Diggle and that, and they have a kid now on the way, which is big, big. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's like at the end of the episode, uh, Diggle's like, he's like, nah, I'll just tell you later. I'll it's nothing, no big deal. So I think we'll see a lot more of her. I mean, okay, so I, let's I'm, talk about this for a second. We'll see a yeah. lot more of her, and then Diggle, you know, could possibly be a uh, dad in this next season. Um, Depends on how much time takes place in between this and and the the beginning of season three. Right. I think it'll be a little bit. Like, I think it'll be at least, right at least a few it. months, you know? Well, oh, gosh. There went my mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I get for playing with it. <laughs> Come on, Chris. It's quality, quality television don't, right don't here. Don't turn those knobs. <laughs> <laughs> You turn my knobs. <laughs> um, okay, so like, so we'll see. I think Oliver we'll see more of, all of our knobs. more of her. But here's the question: I mean, Amanda Waller was pretty upset at her and Diggle. Oh man! And uh, so, will we see? Like, does she work for Argus anymore? Lila. Um, my first instinct is to say no. But then again, Amanda Waller has no problem working with people that she doesn't trust. It's true. I mean, she, she just puts an explosive chip in their brain and then, hey, look, you have a best friend. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so, like. Or holds a drone to their head. There's there's the other Are you other happy with the play. way that resolved? Like, I'm glad that she didn't blow anything up. I'm glad that they went and stopped her. Okay. I like Waller's character. I w- I'm excited to see more of Waller's character next season because we're going to see uh, rather than, and this was the big thing that I love about the end of this episode, um, was that rather than constantly coming up with ways to bring the world to Oliver on the island. We're now just bringing Oliver to the world, yeah. which is, it feels so much better. It's going to be less forced. We've also created uh, Oliver's Arkham Asylum on the island, which is nice because now we're not going to be killing off rogues left and right. We're going to be throwing them in on the islands to break out at the key moments. Yeah. The, um, like, so we didn't see anyone in that prison who's running it, but I guess Argus runs it. Uh, I would imagine Argus runs it, and it's. And I guess they figure we probably don't need that many guys on it because it's the silence. Yeah, who's gonna like? I mean, if you break out of the cell, it's like you're on an abandoned desert island. Right. Yeah, they couldn't get off. Your the floor. only meals are gonna be whenever we feed you through the you know through the door or whatever. Right. So, um, but definitely, definitely that was exciting. But I'm right there with you where it seemed like that resolution of, hey, you know, don't don't bomb us. It's I don't know. I still don't like that whole plot line um, when we talked about last week. Yeah. And so and they didn't really deal with it this week either. They didn't give us that out. They didn't give us the out of like, well, how is she going to get away with this? I think, though, what we're going to see and what we're going to realize now that we're because, I mean, the island sequences will now become like greater DC universe sequences. Yeah. And so I think what we're going to see is a more vicious, um, politically power driven world than we thought we were in. Yeah. Um, a less like, cause we were focusing on the city, the very ground level stuff that is yeah. closer to our reality. Yeah. Um, whereas now I think we're going to develop into and see that the world is a little bit wilder than we thought it was. Right. And so I think that her doing this is going to, Makes sense in the grand scheme, but currently from the perspective that we have where the world is exactly how, you know, it's basically the same world that we live in today. 
It's right. just got a dude running around with a hood. Right. You know, I, I think that that seems very extreme. Like it just seems really extreme for her to react that way. Right. But I think once we start seeing the real world and, and the world that Arrow lives in, and, and even with the Flash, uh, whenever that starts up, I feel like it'll be a little bit more of an extreme world. Yeah, maybe possibly. It's 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 possible whenever we you know get into it. Um, Zoom out a little especially bit, especially since we have like these hyper. Uh, realized villains that have been, you know, like appearing in Starling City. Yeah, just know? randomly. Yeah. Like, and, and not because of the arrow or anything. It's just. Except for Slade. Except for Slade. He's the only one that was really brought there by Arrow. Right. Um, okay, so let's talk about Slade a little bit. All right. How did you feel like that went and resolved? Um, I th- so, like, we've been waiting for the showdown between Oliver and Slade the entire time. Yeah. And, um, From episode one of this season. And I, like, I, and I was always a proponent of him killing Slade, and honestly, I'm still at that point. Like, I still don't necessarily, like, um, I'm more on the side of, to, in order to fight this evil, sometimes you're going to have to kill them. Yeah, let and me find the quote here, which is, is giving away one of my quotes from later Nissa. on from, from Nissa. Yeah, it was, uh, which I really liked seeing her again. That was cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll address some other things with that in a second. Yeah. But uh, but it was to fight the unthinkable, you have to be willing to do the unthinkable. Which is true. And that, I mean, was, that was actually You think uh, about Sarah, so. real world and the way our world works. Okay? Yeah. And so, like, let's go back all the way back to World War II. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, in order to stop us from having to kill every single Japanese person in Japan, they dropped the, the nuclear bomb. Was that a good thing? Not necessarily, but like it served a purpose and right. they had to do the unthinkable in order to stop the unthinkable. Well, and, and even whenever, like on a smaller scale, um, so many people, like in order to bring attention to like certain uh vicious issues or whatever, like slavery or whatever, you have to put it on display right. and you have to, you have to essentially in some ways, put it out there as, as like entertainment or whatever in order to say, to make a statement about it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's, it's this double edged sword where in order to combat something, uh, on, on like the level that sometimes they need to be combated, you need to also like push it out there. Exactly. You have to, you have to make it happen, you know? So, but like, I am, I'm, you know, a fan of like, I wanted him to have a big showdown with Slade and yeah. you know, Slade's just gone. I'm okay with the way it ended. Yeah. With Slade being in this being his Arkham. Yeah. Honestly, though, I hope Slade does not come back as a villain. I hope that he, if he does come back, he comes back as like a team up villain where like some more vicious, evil, more evil guy breaks him out and goes, I'm going to, you know, team up with me and we're going to take down. Well, like, Oliver. I, I, honestly, I think he's, you know, kind of just castrated as a villain because like, like, okay, if Argus is in charge of that, of that prison. Well, he also isn't, isn't, uh, Marakuru anymore. Right. Uh, so I was going to be like, well, first he's got a thing inside his head. Probably that's going to explode. If he that's gets out. True. Number two, um, you know, like he doesn't have the Mirakuru. He has all the hatred, but he also four doesn't have any resources anymore. Since right. they froze all of his assets. Oh and, yeah. Probably like, seized them just to be used for Amanda Waller's, you know, private jets and things, you know, whatever. Right. So, um, okay. So we've also got the, the interplay, between Nissa Al Ghul and Sarah and yeah. Nissa Al Ghul coming in. I loved the idea of Nissa coming in and that was great. So I guess Sarah just went and got her whenever she disappeared. Yes. That's what that's the way I took it. Yeah. And she said she was gonna see an old friend. Yes, and, and that made the, 
We posited that that was probably happening. That's the only only person like left. That's the only we you know you deduct all of the other people, and that's yeah. the only other person that's left. And so for her to come and and help out, I loved that. That was a yeah. really cool thing, especially with the whole like kill or don't kill right. on the on the table. That yeah. was an interesting uh, interesting person to bring in. The only thing that I didn't like didn't like about that character was the end where we're sending Sarah off to assassin school or like, it felt like assassin well, no, it wasn't like, even hey, assassin. I'm changing jobs. Yeah. It's like it, the, there was a moment where Laurel and, and their father are standing there. It's like, we're sending her off, you know, to college or something. And it's like, Hey, I'm going to be happier now as an assassin running around the world, killing people. Right. Well, okay. So this is how I feel about it. Like that, <laughs> honestly, that feels more consistent with where they were taking Sarah's character, yeah, but it was the whole entire tone of how she was presenting it. You're know, like, tell mom to be happy for me, yeah, but I'm gonna it, go be an assassin, it, I'm choosing my destiny, right? And that was that less, kind of uh, I have less of a problem with her reaction to this, but more of a problem with Quentin's reaction and Laurel's reaction, right? Because they like they Quentin, should have the same reaction that Ollie had earlier when yeah. he said, you know, like, what have you done? You've you just you just just you've given your life away. Yeah. Right. And honestly, and she even presented it, you know, whenever she was talking to Ollie, like, you know, I, I'm willing to do the unthinkable or I don't yeah, know how well, she put she, it. She says, she says, whatever I'm willing takes. to do whatever it takes to save my family. Right. And you should be too. And so like, I don't know if, if that means, you know, like since, was she still worried about Nissa coming back and, and hurting her family in yes, some way? Well, didn't, did they- something ha- like I don't remember how that re- resolved earlier this season, and and uh, that's probably on me. But I, I I thought that they were worried about them coming back and like hurting her family at I some point. I didn't think they were like because they had like basically come to a tr- to an understanding. Her and Nissa, like, uh, and Nissa was going to go back with to Raw and cover for her, basically. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now that you th- now that you mentioned that, like her and Nissa being like as an understanding, th- I understand that. Yeah, I remember that sort of thing happening. So I think uh, you know, like with within her character, because I like she basically like I guess just got tired of being trying to be the person that Oliver wanted her to be because that's not her. Right. And I understand that. Oh yeah. And I'm okay with that. Oh yeah. Um. And like this decision, like this, sh- but what what it f- felt like earlier in the the episode when she was talking to Oliver was more like, this was a sacrifice for her family. Yes. Not necessarily this choice of like, Oh, I'm, I'm, exp- you know, right. I'm choosing my own destiny. And she doesn't No, She doesn't have a choice. No. Cause if she told Nissa, no, right. At this point, she would kill her and her family. Right. So, and, and even, even at that point, no. her family wouldn't be happy for her that she sacrificed herself for them. Cause they, I mean like the characters that Laurel and, and uh, detective Lance are and, and Quentin are, I always forget his first name. I literally always forget Detective like Quentin Lance. That's his, that's his name is Quentin. Um, but anyway, I their characters would feel terrible. Yeah. In that instance, so like that that just seemed a little bit odd to me. And putting him at jeopardy at the end of this uh, at the end of the thing that felt natural. But I mean, I mean, who knows? His, I was, yeah, his, like I said, that, that that whole scene was kind of odd. You know, it was they were just like you know sending her off to school or something like that. Yeah. And then like he has this massive heart attack or whatever's happening. Well, like internal it seems like bleeding. he's internal bleeding, like in his well, lungs. Right. And, and they're and Sarah's like twenty feet away. Like I don't know. Like yeah, she's gonna sail off and she's not gonna see them on the on the dock. And yeah. So will we see her next next season, Sarah? Sarah? Yeah. I don't think we'll, we definitely won't see her in the flashbacks. Uh, we may see her in some form or fashion. I, I, I will, will posit. I like that her we'll a lot. Her. I do too. Man. I like her more than like you know Roy or um, 
um, Laurel. Like, I agree. I, I like her character, and I like uh, I like the way she interplays with the team more than yeah. Laurel. And we'll see what happens um, with Laurel because she got the jacket or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what this she's means. Like, it, it fits. Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, is this is this Cinderella? Well, no, I think that they're trying to like put put it off on her to become a vigilante, and, that and it's like ridiculous. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know either. So we'll see. I I, I just think we'll have to see before I make my final. The vigilante call. lawyer. <laughs> that actually, that just sounds pretty awesome. Whenever you put it that yeah. way. <laughs> you yeah. Wanna, she's. She comes with a big old law book and smacks villains well, in the face. I also want to see her like lose a court case and then go after the guy as a vigilante oh at night, you know? You know sure. Just... <laughs> the very thing that she uh, didn't like about Oliver for in the first season. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on. So we had uh, Laurel and Sarah. Okay, so like several times in this episode, let's talk about this. Okay. People express their love for one another. Um, well, one of them was the, uh, was the big like fake out was Oliver yep. and, um, and we already talked about how genius that was at the end. Um, Laurel and Sarah were like, I love you. I love you too. Take my jacket. It fits. And then, uh, there was also, uh, Roy and Thea. Yep. And there was also, uh, Diggle and yep. Lila. So we talked about that a little okay. bit. So let's yeah, talk the, about the Roy Diggle and Thea and Lila for a second. one was the most believable one. And then the second most believable I would say is Roy and Thea. Roy and Thea. So Thea is just continually getting her world destroyed. Just shattered, dude. Honestly. And I mentioned a few episodes back that it's like it's it's we're lucky she's not like suicidal to some extent. Well, she like in, in that letter though to Roy, it kind of like feels like okay, this is just the culmination of all this stuff. She's like, I don't trust anyone anymore. Yeah. She didn't say I trust my father. She doesn't trust anyone. No. She's just going with the guy who hasn't, hasn't lied to her. Yeah, well, hasn't lied to her yet. Uh, and he's going to be. Li- I, I'm sure he's lying to her in some way. Well, like, manipulating her somehow. Exactly. He's he's definitely manipulating. Yeah. Her. Um. And but everyone it, else is just keeping secrets. It doesn't seem like he's keeping secrets. It seems like he's selectively telling her what she want. What like what he wants. Doesn't her to know. he know who Oliver is? That he's oh, the arrow. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Like and he's ke- going to keep that from her for some reason. Yeah. So. Well, okay, okay. There was also. <laughs> Um, there was also the moment where he's, he mentioned, well, I guess he was talking about Tommy. I was thinking that maybe he wasn't talking about Tommy whenever he said your brother, uh, hell, you know, uh, almost killed me last year or something like that. He, he might not have been talking about, I think he was about talking about Tommy. about Tommy though. Like she, she brought up Tommy. Yeah. She was the one that said that, but, and, and that's whenever she says, you're my true, like, so that's the but only thing that makes thing. me believe that it was like, Tommy he was talking about. Cause he says, you're my true, like, like true daughter this he could have been talking about either one of them because honestly she's no more tommy's brother than a sister than she is all all of her sister she's a half sister for to both of them but but i mean honestly like after that after she mentions tommy he says yes but you're the you know you're my true uh you know heir right whatever basically because he's i mean he's manipulating her and he's nuts right he's he's saying you have (laughs) the you know the balls to do what i don't right or do what i do basically like you are the most like me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to do what I do, <laughs> to do what I do, like wear Kevlar and say really stalkery <laughs> things to people. Yeah. I mean, so is she going to be a, a villain next season? <sighs> They've set her up to be speedy. I will say yes. I will say that, hey, she is going to turn out to be some form of a villain, whether that sticks or not. I mean, it would be cool. That's this, something this, else. This is the way this feels, you know, like, okay, you think about 
um, in Star Wars and Luke's temptation to go over to the dark side and yeah. join Darth Vader. Mm. And that's what this feels like. It's yeah. just her temptation to go over to the dark side and become yeah. like this person. I think she'll go away and he'll train her. And like maybe like she'll come back to Starling City to enact revenge on her family or, you know, maybe, maybe the, the arrow. She doesn't know who he is. And then we'll see her come back. Yeah, uh, from that, but and I'm okay with that. Like that seems cool, and I think the actress, you know, uh, Willa Holland has the capacity to play that out. She is well. awesome. Yeah, she's a great actress. Man, um, so Roy, on the other hand, like it would be really cool to see if she goes to the dark side and he goes to be, um, uh, like we were talking beforehand, uh, maybe. Like who are you saying he was? He's he he, he okay before like mid season finale. He had the options of being Speedy, uh, Arsenal, or the Red Arrow, uh, and so like you right. were saying that he's he's. So there was there was I, read, I was reading an article with showrunner. I can't remember his name right now. Um, on IGN, yes, and he he mentioned that very nonchalantly that he's Arsenal. Yeah. Um. So, and he also said like we wouldn't see his arm get blown off this year. I don't really know that much about Arsenal. Yeah, um, as far Me as neither. the character I mean, honestly, goes, honestly, like they haven't stuck with a lot of the uh, a lot of the um, backstories to some of these characters anyway. Right, and so it's 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 interesting to see kind of the twisted way in which they become really that character. See Roy have an you know like robotic arm or whatever, um, but like it kind of makes sense with his past as far as having super strength. Yeah, because he did have super strength, and so having a super strength arm, you know, like. That could happen. Um, I also really enjoyed seeing him in in on the action in the tunnel. I that enjoyed, was really cool. I enjoyed cool. seeing him in, on, in the action. I enjoyed seeing him not crazy yeah, and not doing stupid things. Because even before oh, man, he had the Mirakuru. It felt so natural, didn't it? Even before he had the Mirakuru, he was messed up. Oh, and dude, he was just like all angry over the place. all the time. Yep. Yelling at people. You know, and Oliver referred to it earlier, you know, like he's been through his version of the island. Um, and his crucible, yeah, his crucible, and so now he is becoming the the superhero that he has uh, is was, meant to be. Was supposed to be, yeah. Um, but yeah, I love that. But anyway, I, I would love to see him come. Like, I would love to see Thea come back as kind of a villain esque person and yeah. go head to head with both him as well as Oliver because it's yeah. like there's the there's different or levels of him, coolness him that that could bring be. her back. You know, yeah. like from the dark side or whatever. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I think that basically addresses everything except for I did want to say that it was nice to see Oliver defeat Slade by outthinking him. Yeah. That was really cool. But yet they still tried like it seemed a little bit forced to throw this big huge fight in there after he'd already and it didn't really have a big Not climax. Really, because you know, like Slade's like Slade is just gonna try to kill him. You know, like that's always his option or hurt him. Gotcha. Um, and he wanted him to see the destruction of his city. And so if Slade's not captured, yeah. then Amanda Waller's going to bomb the place. Yeah. Um, like the rest, like whenever you think about the fight scene, yeah. I wish it had been a better fight scene. We've seen better fight scenes with like lesser villains in you know the beginnings of some of these episodes. And yeah. so like it just wasn't choreographed that well, wasn't shot that well, wasn't long enough. Like it was just kind of... Weird. I did like how they went back and forth between the two fights. You that know, was there cool. At the, at the, uh, and that added some momentum and some, some excitement it into did. that fight. And I did love the fact that they used the same a similar shot whenever uh, Sarah was pulled away from Oliver. Yeah. They used a similar shot as they did like where she was pulled away from him on the boat like from yeah. season one or whatever. Yeah. Um, I liked that. I also liked the that they didn't dwell on him deciding whether or not to kill or say or like cure Slade. 
Um, I liked that. Yeah, he that. just acted. Yeah, it was just, because we knew it was going to happen already, right. so they didn't like build up this tension to that moment that you, that you just anything. know is already going to happen. Right. I loved the, the pacing there. Um, but again, I do, I do kind of I agree with you. There was that, that choreographing could have been a little bit stronger. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, which you had said something about Stephen Amell had posted something about that. Yeah, he had posted something uh, about like there was a uh, there was an interview that he did I think with let me see if I can find it with uh, with Entertainment Weekly and and it basically he was talking about the, the the scene there and he loved he he was you know he loved the the action at the end or whatever and he said that it was kind of seemed he said that they weren't using like stunt doubles or they did in in the production schedule they just had to just do it uh, one day and so like there. What seems dumb, like oh, honestly, and we've said this before, like the production schedule of the show is weird. Has been nuts this season. Yeah, like and they've got to work this stuff out. Yeah, very inconsistent. But if, if you don't have time to film the ultimate fight between Slade and Oliver, like in the, for the season finale, yeah, like come on, cut something else for me, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I'm right there with you too. Where it's like that could have been a little bit better for sure. Yeah, for sure. All, all in all, like, you know, where we ended up with, you know, Slade and like the entire way that this ended, you know, like we got rid of the, uh, the Miraku guys pretty easily. Yeah. Um, up in all, Oliver's, you know, uh, Queen Consolidated Tower yeah. and in the, the bridge, underneath the bridge. Yeah. Like that was pretty easy. Like it just seemed like all this happened and it was kind of like, yeah, no big deal. Even especially at the end whenever Sarah's leaving. Yeah. And they're, you know, like they're just chilling at the docks. I, like thought, there was still, I thought there was still going to be action after that. Yeah, like I, I thought, I thought that things were still going it on. It felt like there should have been. And, you know, like, you know, the pacing was a little, a little off and it may be because like this was, you know, like, I don't know. You know, I'm trying to think, I, I think the way I would have loved to see this play out, we had all this buildup and then we had set up all the pins nicely, but then we knocked them down too fast. This whole, this whole episode, it felt like the whole first half of this episode was the action. And then in the, in the last half, I mean, we could have ended after me and, a, a two minute scene of him right. talking to Slade in this jail cell, right. found out all of this other stuff right. uh, with what happens to Sarah. You could have left that up in limbo. You could have left it up in limbo. What happens next year on the Island or, or off the Island yeah. or just shown him waking up on the, I mean that last scene took all of 30 seconds. Just right. throw that in at the end. Right. There were a number of ways that this could have been paced out to make it feel better, to make it, to make it, uh, feel like a finale because it right. didn't really feel like a finale to me. Right. The um, no, it didn't. It, and and honestly, compared to last season, it was just kind of like, Bleh. you know, I did I did in that same interview with IGN, like the showrunner had said, like last year we had saved up money throughout the season. Yeah. For the season finale, mm-hmm. this year they didn't do that. Um, and so like they had to figure out how to do a season finale on a smaller budget, and you know that's cool and all, um, but. You know, I would have rather have seen like what if you had maybe the slightly larger budget, you right. know, like or maybe, you know, Warner Brothers or CW could shell out just a little bit more for the season finale or whatever you're yeah. talking about here. Um, I mean, maybe this episode will make sense, you know, because we have talked about how this was kind of a three three episode arc, you know, at yeah. the end here. Like if you watch them all in a row yeah, I and think- if it would feel more complete and and would feel better. I, I think know. I'll probably do that in the next couple of weeks or so. Like go back and, and kind of watch them watch back the to back three. to back. Yeah. yeah. And just see if it feels right as like a 90 minute arc or something. Right. Cause it might actually feel great. Like who knows? Who right. knows? Um, the other thing that we didn't bring up, Rochef dead. Rochef is dead. Yep. Um, and it was kind of a throwaway death, you know, like it wasn't like it needed to happen and it didn't really like, um, 
it, it didn't did, resolve anything with her arc. Didn't resolve anything with her arc, and it didn't do anything for Nyssa. Like, I guess it just shows her as this ruthless killer, um, and it kind of helped try to prove her point, like, you know, well, we just need to kill all these people, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, she was, her character kind of was done a couple episodes ago before she got the Marikuru. Yeah. Um, and I like we just her, I liked her, her scene back. as a mini death stroke. And, and oh, honestly, it was awesome. that, that whole, like, scene there whenever they took out Queen of Solidate, I just mentioned that it seemed way too easy. Yeah. You know, and, and it did. Like, they took out all those guys, Slade gets away, and she gets killed real fast, you know? Yeah. And maybe it's just the power of the League of Assassins. You know, like they're just that good. You know, uh, do you think we'll go up against them? Maybe uh, season the three, four, or five. I don't know. It depends on like how they bring Sarah's story back into this. You know, does she show up every once in a while with the league and help out, or like does she run into trouble with the league and Ali has to go rescue her? That would be cool. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty much it. Let me uh, let's get get some quotes going on here. And okay, last thing. What do you expect? While I get my quotes ready, yes. what do you expect from season three? Yeah, season three, I think, like, we're obviously, like, who knows? Um, you know, it depends on, I think we mentioned, it depends on how much time passes between the two seasons, you know, because yes. Oliver has some goals, immediate goals right now. He needs to get his, his company back. He needs to uh, help rebuild the city. They still don't, they don't have a mayor. Uh, who knows where Detective Lance, if he's going to be a detective, or, or we don't know what's going to happen as far as if he's going to be alive. So maybe this will pick up right after, because he's like, what? Uh, if he has that heart attack or whatever he had, maybe that, that boat scene was later because why would Oliver all of a sudden be on the island if Quentin is back there and Laurel you know, is in distress and they're not going to help? Like, There's just kind of a, a – The timeline doesn't work for me. Timeline's kind of off. And so I get that's another thing with, the, with, the, with this episode that feels a little we need weird. To, we need to explain some things here. Yeah. When this stuff is happening, yeah, but you know, so, but Oliver, as far as Oliver is concerned, Oliver has a few things, you know, like get his company back, help rebuild the city. The city has to figure out like who their leaders are now, um, and I hope that you know Lance, you know, that'd be cool to see him move up in the police department. Oh um, yeah, I mean, at this rate, like with all the guys that were getting killed left and right, he's probably the commissioner now. Yeah, and that'd be awesome. That'd be cool. Um, and so, and it would give Oliver a little more leeway, a little more access into. Uh, what's going on in the city? And Felicity wouldn't have to be a, a crazy criminal by hacking into all of these departments. She'll always hack. That's true. She's a hacker, man. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, you know, we'll also like the flashbacks will obviously deal with Oliver and Amanda Waller. Yeah. Um, and, and so we'll probably see a lot more of Amanda Waller in the current day because it, it deals so much with with that. And and by that token, maybe the Suicide Squad as well. Yeah. And I'm cool. With, I'm totally cool with that. Cool with that. Uh, Floyd Lawton is one of the coolest, coolest characters, as well as one of the most well played, especially with his interaction with Diggle and, and Lila and all of that whole ring. Yeah. That's a whole ring that I want to explore more. Yeah. So I don't know, like, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, like, um, what big villain comes in and it may be a combination of like the League of Assassins yeah. and Malcolm Merlin yeah. and, you know, like who, Amanda Waller because she's not really a good guy. You no, know? So, she's a terrible person. So we'll, we'll see what happens. She's just um, a terrible person with the government on her side. Before we get to that, though, I want to talk about the Flash. Oh, my gosh. We saw a, uh, preview, a teaser. teaser that featured more of the arrow than it did the Flash. Yeah, I think he got more scr- – well, then again, the, the Flash does run really fast. That's so. true. Um, and I liked the visual tone of it. Oh, like it was, was really cool. It was like really contrasty, like the, you know, like the, the ground rumbling, like whenever he was running and stuff like that. That was really, really cool. But it was basically just a setup for like this joke, you know, like yeah. – what do you say? Game on? Yeah, game on at the <laughs> game end. Game on. Where he like pulls out the three, you know. Sounds like, like a slogan you'd hear at, 
E3 yeah, from or, a game or like company. show off, you know, because he goes show off. Yeah, and, and it was, I liked that. That it was, was just kind quintessential. Of it was just quintessential Oliver and quintessential. Um, Flash, Flash as well. So yeah, that'll be cool. The Flash is going to be really quirky. I definitely think he'll have more of a, of a light tone. I'm, I'm excited to see that show. Yeah, I'm really pumped about it. All right, on to the quotes. All right, we already gave one of them away. Thanks, Chris. To fight the unthinkable, you have to be willing to do the unthinkable. Yep. It's a great quote. We have, it's called Kevlar from, mm-hmm. uh, from Malcolm. That one was a good one as well. And then there was... Uh, Diggle, whenever he broke Floyd Lawton out of the cell, he goes, no dropping bodies. And then Floyd goes, that sure takes the fun out of it. <laughs> Just this this cold-blooded killer. And then there was the awesome Slade who says, the end is near. I'm going to try to say it in his voice here. <laughs> the end is near, but maybe I'll be merciful enough to let you live to see your city burn. Very good. good. Was that good? Yeah, very good. I need like a drink of water now because my voice (laughs) is like going to be shot for the next four days. Um, And then then there was uh, Oliver at the very end when he's talking to Slade. He says, you helped me turn into a killer when I needed to be. I'm here because of you. And then he says, you helped me become a hero, Slade. Yeah. Thank you. And that's just like that's a slap in the face, Slade. The ultimate salt inside the open wound. It's just like, dude, you didn't beat me. Right. Because like the way Slade viewed it while they were fighting was that no matter what Oliver did, right. he had beaten Oliver right. and, and devastated him. And there was no way that that was true. Yeah. And, I mean, he, and Oliver like, just comes the, back the and tells The worst thing that, he did, that he's done to Oliver specifically, though, because he has done a lot. He destroyed the city, took away his company and all his money, um, and took away his family, basically, because he killed his mother and alienated uh, Thea. And so like he has done a lot, man. Um, and it's good to see Oliver not defeated. Um, he's still on his feet, uh, but it does suck the things that he has done. Yeah. So, and a lot of, I think a lot of next season will be repairing what he's done. Yeah. I think that, I, I think I'm, I'm up for seeing that. I'm excited to, yeah. to dive in. Yeah. Well, that's it for this episode of Arrow on Target. And in fact, the entire season we will be back next fall whenever Arrow comes back. Um, probably sometime in October-ish, Last maybe? thing, hoods up or hoods down on oh, this episode? this episode was, was hoods up. Hoods up. But... Hoods up. Not as many hoods up as, like, I was anticipating. We did... Well, okay, for next season, we're coming up with a rating system for this. We will have, like, nine, nine hoods out of ten or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But definitely check out Arrow Season 2. It was great. It'll probably be out on Blu-ray and DVD sometime this summer. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to be picking that up. And, uh, yeah, you can find us in the interim on... Stay on Target, our main podcast, stayontargetpodcast.com. We talk about games, movies, television, and comics. We did a Spider-Man uh, or Amazing Spider-Man 2 review last yep. week. That was really fun. It was a really good uh, really good time. We're going to be doing a Child of Light uh, video game review yep. this week. And X-Men Days of Future Past review next week. So that'll go up uh, probably on Friday morning if there's a midnight showing of that. Oh, yeah. As early as we can get in to see that, we will be talking about it. Yep. On the podcast. Let's stay on targetpodcast.com. That's it for this year. We'll see you next time on Arrow on Target.